Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Enjoy a tall, cool dude. What is this? What, what are we doing? What in God's name are we doing? What? Our lives. What, what kind of lives are these? We're like children. We're not men. No, we're not. We're not men. It's the nightcap. Are we going to be sitting here when we're 60 like two idiots? We should be having dinner with our sons when we're 60. We're pathetic. You know that? Yeah, like I don't know that I'm pathetic. On WGR Sports Radio 550. So then you asked yourselves, isn't there something more to life? Yes. Yeah, well, let me clue you in on something. There isn't. All right, this should be a fun show tonight. A little football on in the background, always exciting, so maybe you want to... Who needs to listen to preseason play-by-play anyway, at least on games that are not Bills games. Eagles and Patriots, about 25 minutes away from kickoff. little Mac Jones action tonight. I'll be paying close attention to him. I thought he was arguably the best rookie quarterback week one of the preseason. I think he's arguably, in fact, he would be my second best quarterback in the AFC East today behind Josh Allen. He's going to be playing... Just a little bit here against the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, Zach Ertz. Joe DiBiase here on the nightcap here on WGR. Big question of the night that I want to ask everybody. Is this a Super Bowl or bust season for the Buffalo Bills? That's really where I want to... That's our jumping off point tonight. It's a pretty standard question. It's pretty wide open. You could take it a number of different ways. I think maybe most people's first reaction when they hear that question is, well, what would you take from this year? And I think in regards to that question, I don't know. I, it, it, this is a this is rare for me. This is new. I'm not used to talking about a team like this. This is very new for me. I'm used to wondering about, this is why it's hard for me to change out of the team building mode. Although I'm not sure teams themselves should ever click out of that. You always want to be building. Because when you stop building, and when you push all your chips to the middle, that's how you start to fall behind. So what's happened in Seattle the last couple of years, just move after move, these ultra-hyper-aggressive moves. This past season... They, they traded a first and other picks, two firsts maybe, to get Jamal Adams, safety from the New York Jets. They had to have Jamal Adams. And they made a number of other different moves that resulted in Seattle having 
three draft picks total this past season. And like one was a second round pick, the others were like fifth and sixth round, like no draft capital whatsoever. Playing from behind. And Russell Wilson now is frustrated because he knows he does not have the infrastructure around him in order to win a Super Bowl. Look at Atlanta. Atlanta with Matt Ryan, who maybe wasn't an elite quarterback, but has always been a well-above-average quarterback in the league. And he had that one monster season. Atlanta, big contracts all over the place. They ran out of cap space. They were making trades. They were making big moves. They were signing veterans like Todd Gurley to play expanded roles. And where have they ended up? They are, they've fallen behind. And they don't have the premium young assets to be able to get back in the race. So that's really more so what I mean. It's not what would you take from this Bill season, although we can explore that as well. The, the question on my end of, is this a Super Bowl or bust season, is more so, should the Bills operate as though it is Super Bowl or bust? And I think that is insane to think that they should do that. It's crazy. And I get it. From a fan perspective, I do get it. I understand. This is the best football team in my lifetime in this city. It's not even close. Last year, actually, I'm sorry. Last year they were great. But going into a season, more so is what I mean. Going into a year, we've never had this team. Not since the early 90s. And how many of us were even... How many... No one in my generation was around for that. So I get why fans want to think of the team that way. And they want to push their chips to the middle. And if, you know... A veteran pass rusher who's a good... Chandler Jones, right? Chandler Jones of the Arizona Cardinals. 31 years old. Elite pass rusher in the league for the last 10 years. He reportedly was maybe wanting a trade a couple of weeks ago. That type of move. A 31-year-old where am I going to divest myself of major future assets to go fix a hole on the short term? And I'm not at a point where I think the Bills should be doing that. And for a couple of reasons. One, this team has no glaring holes anywhere on the entire roster. Even the positions where we talked about improving in the offseason. We talked about running back a lot with Travis Etienne. But is that a glaring hole? No. Devin Singletary has been one of the most efficient backs in the league the last couple of years. And well, why he doesn't fit while he doesn't fit the offense in any way, Zach Moss does. Zach Moss is a good pass blocking running back. He showed well in his rookie season. Not great, but was pretty good. And you signed Matt Breida, who's been a respectable veteran in the league for a couple of years. You're fine there. That's not a glaring hole, even though we talk about that position all the time. Defensive end, I think you need a franchise defensive end franchise pass rusher, but you addressed it, right? You did it. You have put lots of money into it. You signed Trent Murphy a couple of years ago. You signed Mario Addison last offseason. You spent your first draft pick last year in the second round on A.J. Epinesa at the position. You spent your first two draft picks in this past draft on the position, Greg Rousseau in the first and Boogie Basham in the second. That's not a glaring hole. 
I need a guy for 10 years that can be my number one franchise pass rusher, but it's not a glaring hole at the position. Cornerback two. We talked about Richard Sherman a lot this offseason before all that stuff happened with him. But Dane Jackson, in limited work last season, was one of the better rookie corners in the league. Would he have been that on a bigger wor- a bigger workload? Probably would have been a lot more inconsistencies, but we only got to saw what we saw, and he was good. That game against the Jets, midseason, he was incredible. Now he's had maybe an inconsistent training camp, an inconsistent preseason, but that's why you've got Levi Wallace still hanging around, who has been one of the more slept-on bills in the last few years. He has been reliable in that cornerback two position. Where do I need to fill this big hole? It does not exist on the roster. The only, In fact, this is why I, even though the Bills are in a Super Bowl contending window, if I were the Bills, I would still be thinking long term. I don't want to sound like a broken record because I've gone over this a couple of times this offseason, but it's worth going over again. This is a volume play. The Bills have reached a stage in their development as a team where there is really no one move that they could make anywhere on the roster today, no matter what they wanted to give up in terms of draft capital or young players in order to get a veteran. There's no one move they could make that would dramatically increase their chances of winning the Super Bowl. Not one. Zach Ertz, that trade's been talked about for months. That does not move the meter. I am perfectly okay giving up a fifth or a sixth round pick or signing him for five million bucks if he becomes available. But adding Zach Ertz does not dramatically increase the Bills' chances of beating the Kansas City Chiefs and then winning the Super Bowl. It doesn't. So if there's no move out there that can do that, why shouldn't I be thinking in terms of roster moves, not not fans, not being excited for the season, but in terms of what they do with the team, why shouldn't I be in that long-term mindset? This team's core is young. Look at it. Josh Allen is a franchise quarterback. He is 25 years old and under contract for a decade. Tredavious White is 26. Stephon Diggs is 27. Tremaine Edmonds is 23. Matt Milano is 27. Deion Dawkins is 27. All of these guys are in their primes, in their mid-20s, and under contract for multiple seasons. They have built a great core group of young players that has put them in a Super Bowl contending window. And that window is not closing anytime soon. Assuming they pay Edmonds, all of those guys I just mentioned, which I would at this point consider the core group of this team. 
You got your franchise left tackle in place, your franchise cornerback, your franchise number one wide receiver, your franchise middle linebacker, another great linebacker next to him. Edmonds could probably take another step, but at this point, I I think it's safe in assuming that they found their middle linebacker. Is he the best in the league? No, but he's good. There are other guys that could join that fray. Ed Oliver, if he takes a step this year, could join that fray, but at this point, he's not in it. Gabriel Davis, if he takes another step forward in year two at wide receiver, he could be that guy. Maybe Zach Moss, maybe Dawson Knox, maybe, I don't know, could Ike Bodker or Cody Ford do it? That's the core group. Those names I just mentioned. Allen, Dawkins, Diggs, Milano, Edmonds, White. That's your core group. All of those guys are going to be here for a long time. Which means to me... You've got to figure out the minor stuff. You've got to figure out your remaining holes on the long term. I think two areas of focus this team needs to look at past this season is wide receiver two, because you have no idea one year from now who is going to be Josh Allen's second look, who's going to be that guy behind Stephon Diggs that gets 100-plus targets. It could be Gabriel Davis, and that's why I've argued Gabriel Davis should play more than Cole Beasley or Emmanuel Sanders this season, because I do not think the gap between Davis and those two is nearly big enough to threaten the Bills' chances of winning the division. I think with Gabriel Davis on the field at a 70 to 75% snap rate, the Bills are still going to win the AFC East, they're still going to get home field at the beginning of the playoffs. And at the same time, you'll be keeping your veterans in Beasley and Sanders fresh for the postseason. And at the same time, I'll be finding something out for the long term. I'll be finding out if Gabriel Davis can be my number two wide receiver so that I know if he is that player, then I can trust him. I could go into next year and have him in that role. And if it looks like he's overwhelmed by it, kind of similar to what happened with Robert Foster a couple years ago. Remember that? He broke out at the end of Josh Allen's rookie year. The next year, they thrust him into a role on the offense, not as a number one or a number two, but as a supplementary role on the offense, and he couldn't handle it. So they knew they had to go get somebody else. They drafted Gabriel Davis. If Davis can't do it, I'll know what I've got to do next year because i got to keep this window open and I've got to continue to give myself the best chance to win on the long term. It's a volume play. The Bills could win the Super Bowl this year. Or they could not. But they are young. The average age of all those guys just ran through is 26 years old. I've got Allen under contract for eight years. I don't have to win the Super Bowl this year. And this is what I this is what I mean by it's not a Super Bowl or bust season. I don't even think it is close to a Super Bowl or bust season. Because if the Bills don't win the Super Bowl this year, We're going to be right back at this next year. We're going to be right back at this next year, baby. We're going to be thinking about Kansas City all over again. We're going to be thinking about who we've got to overcome and what we've got to improve because we are still in that championship window. It's open, and it's open for a while. And all I've got to do, all I've got to do is get one. And the length of this Allen contract, and this is not meant to sound like I think it's going to be over at the end of Allen's contract. It's probably going to be longer than that. But for now, we've got this eight-year deal, right? 
You gotta get, all you gotta do is get one. And if you are playing second fiddle to Kansas City for that entire time, that's actually okay. It's okay. Because if you do it for long enough, it's about the longevity. That is really where you're going to see the dramatic increase in your odds at winning a Super Bowl. It's not by trading for Zach Ertz. It's not by keeping Mitchell Trubisky on the roster or signing backup quarterbacks. It's not. What the only thing will dramatically increase your chances of winning a Super Bowl is continuing what you've done for years and years and years. To stay, to keep on the path, to not deviate from it, not find these big holes down the road because you decided two years ago to spend draft picks on some tight end or wide receiver or quarterback. Keep replenishing. Keep adding. Because while this young core is in place right now, the Bills should already be trying to build out the next core. That's what they should be doing. Because Allen is going to be here for a long time. And all I got to do is get one. Look what happened in Pittsburgh and Indianapolis. In the midst of the greatest dynasty we've ever seen in this league. The Patriots ruled over the AFC and the NFL for 20 damn years. Pittsburgh and Indy were always second fiddle. Every single year. Sure, there were times where we thought, Indianapolis, hey, maybe they get this one over on New England. They're the home team. Maybe there were the same situations with Pittsburgh. I'm sure there were games where the Steelers or the Colts were favored or it was Pickham's. And we thought, and we convinced ourselves, this would be the time it happened. But on the large part, on the on the macro, New England was king, Pittsburgh and Indy were playing for second. But guess what? Because Pittsburgh and Indianapolis were playing second fiddle for long enough, they did it for a decade plus. Because they were able to sustain that level of success... While no, not as good as New England, but one step below that. Because they did it for long enough, Indianapolis got their Super Bowl. Pittsburgh got their two Super Bowls. They achieved what they were setting out to do. They became a championship team. And for the Bills, that feeling is only magnified by the, by the simple fact that we don't have one. We don't have a title. One is okay. I'm not sure I'd take one. If if Pittsburgh had drafted Josh Allen two years ago, three years ago, and they had the exact roster, coach, infrastructure that the Bills have right now, three hours south, I wouldn't take one Super Bowl. Because I'm Pittsburgh. I've got a bunch. And I've got this level of quarterback. I mean, he is as, he's as good as everybody in the league except Mahomes. And he's 25. How'd he beat that? You're not signing up for one Super Bowl if you're Pittsburgh. Going for more than that. But I but I'm Buffalo. I'm the Bills. One before I die, right? T-shirts all over the city. One before I die. And if you're that good for that long, that's how you get that one. And you've got serious questions past this season. That wide receiver two question is going to be one that 
we might talk a lot about next year. Maybe we won't because maybe Gabriel Davis will take a big step forward this season and it won't be worth talking about. But I imagine that next year we are going to be talking about it. We're going to be wondering what they do with Cole Beasley, who will be 33 years old and could be a potential cap casualty. Emmanuel Sanders will be 35 and a free agent. I don't know if he plays into that. We'll probably be talking about spending a first-round pick on a wide receiver. Maybe we're going to need to spend another draft pick on defensive ends. Are Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison here a year from now? They're older. Has Epinesa taken a step? Has What did Rousseau do in his rookie year? What about Basham? Did that Oliver take a step? Is Latulale coming back? Because now maybe I've got to address defensive tackle. How did Poyer and Hyde do in their early 30s? Are they holding up? Holes are going to come down the road. They're not here now, but they're going to come down the road. And I'm going to have a quarterback on a $43 million contract, a cornerback in Tredavious White on a big contract, Dawkins on a big contract. Diggs is going to get a pay raise. You better believe Stephon Diggs is going to get a pay raise. He is the 19th highest paid wide receiver in football this season. It is amazing to me that he did not get a pay raise this past offseason, but he didn't, so fine, we're good. But that's going to come. Milano's on big money. Darrell Williams is on big money. Edmonds is going to need a contract. Down the road, you're going to have holes, and you are not going to have as much money to fill them. And those rookie contracts are going to be like gold. For Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, who have as inconsistent a draft history really as anybody, I tend to think they've done pretty well. Because on large part, they found diamonds in the rough, right? Milano in the fourth round. They found Wyatt Teller in the fifth. They gave up on it a little too early, but they found Wyatt Teller in the fifth. He's an all-pro guard. They drafted in the middle of the draft. They drafted two pretty good running backs in the third round. Allen, of course, is like the, the big swing that they hit on, the big home run. Edmonds in the mid-first round. He's a pretty good player already, and he might have more in him. Levi Wallace, undrafted, I know, is a little bit different. That's not technically being drafted. But I think those rookie contracts, those draft picks on a team that is going to have all this big money throughout the roster, and yes, I know the cap is going up, those rookie deals are going to be gold. And really... All of this over the last 20 minutes I just went through, you know what all this is is over for me? Where this all began? It's a simple Twitter debate between fans. It's been mentioned on show our shows, Howard and Jeremy, One Bills Live, Chopin Bulldog. I think everybody's probably touched on this conversation once. The outset of all of this is the idea of trading Mitchell Trubisky. Especially when Carson Wentz got hurt in Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago. That's when it was really coming up. But I saw a little more on it today. I know Sal was tweeting about it. A couple other guys were tweeting about it. And I I just looked at that and I thought, what are we doing? What are we doing? Trubisky is nice. I campaigned for the Bills to sign him a month and a half before it happened. I recognize the value in having a backup quarterback like that. On a team in Chicago that was pretty well built, he had a winning record. And on this team, which has no holes, and has an offense that is easy to play at the quarterback position, not easy, but easier than most, I think Trubisky has a winning record on this Bills team. 
So while I see the value in that, it's not second-round pick value. Come on. Even, th- I would argue, third-round pick value. It That is just one more swing you could take on a potential wide receiver that could matter to you for five years, plus a, a defensive end that could matter to you, another Boogie Basham, another swing at tackle, and another Cody Ford. I know Ford hasn't worked out, but every two, three times, that guy is going to work out. Dawkins. Maybe you'd be getting the next Deion Dawkins by trading Trubisky. And that's if a team that was desperate enough came hunting for him and offered you a second or a third round pick. Because while I see, I, I do recognize the value in having him on the roster behind Josh Allen, let's be real here. I know he's having a nice camp, but come on with this guy. We have a sample size. He has played 50 games in the NFL. You know what a quarterback is after 50 games in the NFL. And what was Mitch Trubisky? He was a lesser version of Tyrod Taylor. That's what he was. Tyrod in 47 starts, 24, 21, and 1. Trubisky in 50 starts, 29, and 21. Yards. Tyrod, 11,620. Trubisky, 11,666. Trubisky only with 46 more yards in three more games played. 72 touchdowns for Trubisky, 70 for Taylor. Two more touchdowns in three more games played. 37 interceptions for Trubisky, 20 interceptions for Tyrod Taylor. So that valuable piece that we're so desperate to cling to because we think it's the difference between winning a Super Bowl and not, Just remember, that guy is worse than Tyrod Taylor. A guy that plenty of fans were, couldn't wait to get out of here. That's worth a second round pick? That's even worth a third round pick? I'm not trying to get Trubisky off the roster. I wanted the Bills to sign him. I want him on this team. But it is crazy to me. To not recognize the value in continuing to build this team. And if someone is going to gift you a second round pick for a failed starting quarterback in the NFL. That the Chicago Bears, who haven't found a quarterback in a hundred years, didn't want. I think you need to go back and watch some more Trubisky film. 803 is the phone number. I want calls. Tyrod, not Tyrod, Trubisky, the Bills, the idea of trading him, as well as just the mindset, championship or bust. I think you could have a two-part conversation. How the Bills should operate, championship or bust for this year, and also what you would take this year. I think we could have that discussion as well. I want to get into that a little bit when we return. Uh, Expectations for this year and really what a success. Is there any successful season the Bills could have? that we'd feel good about where they don't come away with the Lombardi. We'll go through some scenarios when we return. Eagles and Patriots, by the way. I'll keep you updated if I see any good things from Mac Jones tonight uh, or bad things because AFC East. Uh, Jody Biasi on the Nightcap. Looking for your calls next here on WGR. 
Yeah, we're just trying to make the most out of our time, um, and I think that that's a good time to do that. I learned a lot of those drills back when I was a receiver coach for some older veteran players that I've dealt with and different ways to look at the ball, close one eye, throw a towel in front of them, lay down so you have to use your hands, you know, ball toss. I thought it'd be good for those guys. Running backs don't always have a chance to work on their hands as much during a practice. They're doing ball handling and pass protection and all those things. So, you know, the guys that aren't involved on special teams, you know, I figured that'd be a good, you know, 10 minutes to use and and work with those guys and that skill set. All right, there is Bill's offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, on working with his wide receivers. 803-0550 is the phone number. Eagles and Patriots is underway. Kind of a deflator for Philly. Jalen Hurts not playing, feeling ill before the game. So Joe Flacco is starting, uh, and he just fumbled the ball, picked it up about 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage. He went back for it, and then he got drilled and fumbled the ball again. Uh, so now New England has the ball on like the 15-yard line. So getting a good look at uh, what Philly is without Jalen Hurts. They still have not officially announced Hurts, by the way, as the week one starter. I think they should probably do it the, after that play. Like, now. Now's a good time to do it. This moment. Um, but anyways, we're talking Bills. 803-0550. Would you trade Trubisky? How are you viewing how are you viewing this Bills season? Is it Super Bowl or bust? I want to go through a couple scenarios on maybe successful seasons that aren't winning the Super Bowl. I mean, we all want them to win the Super Bowl. They realistically could win the Super Bowl. I don't think I'm, by the way, mentally prepared for that. I don't think I've daydreamed enough about it. I don't know how I'm going to react. I don't I don't know any I, I haven't thought about it. But I need to, because this team could win the Super Bowl this season. Like, it really could happen. They are number three in the league in the odds. It's going to be fun. Let's go to Will. You're first up on the nightcap. What's up, Will? I think everything in my... Uh Uh-oh. We're ready to win a Super Bowl. This is the year for the Bills. To me, it's it's Super Bowl or bust right now. And I think we, we cannot trade... Uh, Mitch at all. We can't even think about that because he's been in camp. He's playing all the preseason games. He he knows our players, our receivers, and he knows our plays. So at this point in time, we have to have a second quarterback, a backup quarterback that knows the plays, that you have confidence that can go in the game. He might not be able to do what Josh does, but you got confidence that he might be able to go in, he's going to be prepared and be able to squeak out a win. And I don't think any other quarterback that we can get right now can come in and we're going to feel confident they can do the same because he hasn't been prepared to be able to, to play with our guys, get used to our guys, know our plays. And right now when you're trying to win a Super Bowl, you can't, we're not looking for a second pick in the future. We're looking what we can do right now. We've been building this team. We've been building up for a long time. And now it's time to go after that Super Bowl. So you 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 prepare yourself and get all the backups and everybody you need right now to go in and win that Super Bowl. Don't worry about no future picks right now. It's time right now to get off the toilet and do what you need to do. If you if you ain't going to go ahead and, and win the Super Bowl and get to the Super Bowl, then, you know, we ain't planning for no future. It's right now. It's what you can do today. So that's why I say don't trade them. Keep them. We need everybody we can get just in case somebody get hurt. We want to be able to have somebody to back up and come in and, and be able to win some games for us and maybe pull something out. So he may not. He may be a Tyrod Teller, but I tell you one thing about Tyrod. When he was here, that's probably the best offense that we had. We was like top 12 in offense. We didn't have the defense, but we had an offense. 
we had some weapons, and he was able to win some games and put up some good numbers on offense for us and scoring points. But right. he's no, he's no, you know, that's that's my yeah. take on it. Hey, Will, thanks for the call. I, I, it's it's weird. I disagree with you, but I think you did a great job. Like you you swayed me a little bit. Like I do, while keeping the stance I have, which is. I don't view their odds of winning a Super Bowl in a one-year window. I'm just trying to get one. So I'm looking on the macro. I'm looking on the long term. I do get it. Like, there is tons of merit to why Trubisky is here and the philosophy as to why they signed him. Again, I campaigned for him to be on this team because of all the reasons you said. Because I do believe, I believe, I think I said it last week, I don't know if I'd hold true to this after seeing Mac Jones a little bit. I might want to see a little more of him. But I'd hazard to say I'd pick the Bills to win the AFC East if Allen went down tomorrow for the entire regular season. Knock on wood, that does not happen. But with Trubisky leading the way, I think I'd still pick this team to win the playoffs or to win the the division. They would not be a Super Bowl contender. That's for sure. But if Allen were to miss a 6-7 game stretch... Yeah, I'd pick them to have a winning record. Because even though I do think he's a lesser version than Tyrod Taylor, he is good enough and he's proven that he's good enough that when he's got a good team around him like he had in Chicago, he's got a winning record. And while he makes more mistakes than Taylor, I mean, almost every quarterback in NFL history does, he doesn't make a ton of them. It's not a crazy amount. And he runs. So he's exactly what you want in a backup quarterback. But, again, it's, it's a really a mindset thing, right? If, you, if you're only framing it in this year, I don't think you're ever going to be on board with trading Trubisky almost for anything. But when I, when, when I hear I'm trying to win a Super Bowl, that's what I'm trying to do too. But I think the odds of you getting a guy that can help you try to win it five other times rather than the chance Trubisky fills in and wins one or two more games for you in the regular season and have that matter this year than Davis Webb, what am I doing? I'm very, I'm tr- by the way, I mentioned his name. I was trying not to do that. I was trying not to mention Davis Webb's name because he was electric in that preseason game on Friday night. And part of me wants to say, are we even sure Trubisky's better than Davis Webb? But I know better than that. It's preseason. It's the Lions' backups. I am not going to make an assessment on a player based on the preseason. We have tape on Trubisky. We know how good he is. Davis Webb could come in after a strong preseason and burst into flames. Nathan Peterman should tell us that for eternity. Do not believe everything you see in the preseason. Nathan Peterman was an above-average, even good, preseason quarterback, and he's maybe the worst quarterback in NFL history to touch the field. And I don't think that's an exaggeration, by the way. So, I said I wasn't going to mention Davis Webb, and I did. But just know, I'm not I'm not using him yet. Maybe I'll get swayed. I, I, I can't, though. can't. You got you to gotta stick with the regular season on that. 803-0550 is the phone number. Where do you want to go next? Let's go to Adam. You're on the nightcap. What's up, Adam? Hey, what's up, man? Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Trubisky sign with us uh, after One... turning down more money from 
other teams. Is that true? Ooh, I don't know about more money. I know, though, he signed a one-year deal and that there was no one else offering him a starting job. So it might have been less money, but same situation, I guess, if you know what I mean. Like, he was going to be the number two no matter what. Right. But, I mean, for him to turn down more money to come here because he felt like it was, you know, the best situation for him, and then for the Bills just to turn around and trade him, I think that would be doing well, him a disservice unless he signs off on the trade. I was going to say, Adam, like, if think about who, why would someone be trading for Trubisky at this point? They'd be doing it in order to put him in because they're desperate for a starter. If Indianapolis knows that Carson Wentz isn't going to be ready for six weeks and they want Trubisky to start for six weeks, what do you think Trubisky's going to prefer? I think Trubisky is here in the first place because he wants to resurrect his career and get back on the field. If he if someone says to him, hey, we want to bring you in to start, I mean, I think the player's got to want that, right? Yeah, I, I would I would agree with you, but, I mean, if it's just going to be for a couple weeks after he's had a training camp in Buffalo, he likes Dable. Dable might be getting a head coaching job next year somewhere, and he knows there's a good chance, you know, he can take him with him. I mean, just to leave for a few games, I think he'd rather stay in Buffalo, especially after turning down more money, if that's true. I mean, I don't think he would want to go and be a fill-in somewhere for a few weeks and give up what he's got going on here. Yeah. My Th- opinion. Th- thanks for the call, Adam. I appreciate it. Um, I do have to run here to a break, but real quick on that, I don't know. I-, I think I would think that he would just jump at any opportunity to get on the field. Because if there's no injury here, and Allen's been relatively healthy throughout his career, again, knock on wood. I mean, he's probably not going to touch the field this year until maybe week 18 when he plays a half. So, six weeks, whatever it would be, three weeks, two weeks, that's a lot for him. That that would be the sample size to get him back on the field. A team next offseason would probably be way more willing to give him a second chance at a starting job based on a three-week sample size versus if he just sits on the bench all year. I think it doesn't hurt that he's here, but not it, it doesn't help as much as if he got a couple of games in somewhere else. So I think if, if we're looking at it from Trubisky's end of things, I think he'd absolutely want to go if it was a team that wants to make him a starting quarterback. That's that's that, Come on, the guy's competitive. He wants on the field. He wants on the field here. He's smart enough to know it's not going to happen, but he wants on the field. 803-0550 is the phone number. If we have time, little hockey when we come back. The Coyotes, maybe relocating? I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's the Nightcap, Jody Biasi, 803-0550. You get some calls in too. Last call after this on WGR. All right, last call in the Nightcap, Jody Biasi. We'll take a call, and then we'll talk some hockey on the Coyotes real quick, and then we'll wrap. All right? Sound good? Peter, you're on the nightcap. What's up, Peter? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I just wanted to mention that, you know, a lot of people are talking about how Trubisky is never going to see the field as long as, you know, there's no injuries to uh, to Allen. Uh-huh. But if the Bills' offense is as good as a lot of us think it is, games might be put away by the third quarter. He could have garbage time a lot in the fourth quarter, and I'm just wondering what you think about the value of that as far as you know, assessing his capabilities. Yeah, I mean, I'm perfectly okay with running up the score a little bit with Trubisky airing it out uh, in those games. Showcase him a little bit uh, in case you did want to move him midseason if there's another quarterback injury in the league. Or um, it's good for the player, right? Like, Trubisky would want it. He's not going to want to just hand it off every time on garbage time. Uh, you, you know, even the great teams, that doesn't happen a ton. 
Like, you'll get a couple of games throughout the year, no doubt, where the Bills are way ahead. You'll like get one game where they're way behind, and you'll get some garbage time. Um, and, like, it happens, right? Like, didn't it happen last year with New England, or was that the year before? Allen goes out after being hit in the head, um, and Barkley comes in and almost brings the Bills back. Like, there's quarters, there's halves where where Trubisky will come in, maybe because Allen just banged up a series or two. So, right, he'll see the field a little bit, but the point the point really is that among spots in the league where he could get in based on merit, put this as close to the bottom as you can get it. But I, I, I like where you're going with it. Um, real quick on the Arizona Coyotes. Glendale, Arizona is not picking up the Coyotes' lease for past this season at Gila River Arena in... Uh, in it's in Glendale, Glendale, Arizona. So they're without a place to play after this upcoming season. I thought they were having an arena built um, in Phoenix, but I'm not sure about that. Everyone's talking about relocation. Listen, my mom lives in Arizona. I've been there three times in the last year and a half or so. So I've I've gone to the area a couple times. It's fine. I like it there, but you can just tell hockey is not for that area. It just is not in any way. That team would do what would be best served to go somewhere else. And as a hockey fan, you want teams to be in markets where the fans care, where they're into it. And I know there are fans in Phoenix, and I'll feel bad for them. There were fans in Atlanta, but there's not many. And if a city like Quebec City or, I don't know, Portland has come up, Cleveland has come up, at least by me. Maybe there's not a lot of rumors lately. Houston would not really be this, but I don't know how you can't be okay with this point if the Coyotes moving. Every year there's something, right? New owners, arena fights. Every, they were under league control for how many years? It's such an unstable situation in Arizona. How many years of instability are you going to go through to make it work? One thing I will say, though, I think Gary Bettman has been an, an awful commissioner for the National Hockey League. I think it is an embarrassment that he is in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I think he has done largely a disastrous job at growing the game. In a world where the NBA is taking off, the NFL, of course, has become what it's become. Soccer has taken off on its the same network, NBC. The NHL has plateaued in revenue compared to the others. They have not grown the game. They have not increased offense. There's a lot of things you can criticize Bettman for. One thing you cannot criticize that guy for is he's going to fight to the very last tooth and nail to keep teams where they are. At least in my lifetime. I don't remember about the early days for him. I know the Nordiques moved while he was commissioner. The North Stars. The Whalers. But lately, you know, like I, I can appreciate that end of it. He did not he he did not let the Sabres leave Buffalo. I gotta read up again to remember how much he did to not let that happen. But I know he was I, I know whose side he was on. Atlanta. And he, how many years did he try to make Atlanta work? After they'd already had a failed NHL team in the 80s. 
And the Coyotes right now, I mean, we're going on 15 years of this thing where just nobody wants him there, and Batman's just trying. He's trying and trying and trying. So I can appreciate, um, I can at least appreciate that end of what he's doing. All right, that's going to do it for me on the nightcap tonight. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'll be back tomorrow at 7 o'clock, and then Saturday for pregame with Nate Geary for Bills and Bears. We'll talk about the Bears a little bit tomorrow on the show. So until then, have a good night. It's been the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase. This is WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.